You are about to hear a message preached at Church One on the Gold Coast. To find out more about Church One, visit us on the web at churchone.com.au. And be sure to subscribe to these podcasts so you don't miss out on any new messages as they are available. Amen. Praise God. Church, um, as you know, it's an honor to come and preach here. You know, we preach, I always talk to Pastor Eugene, when we preach, you know, we preach just to one person, to hundreds of thousands, because we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I, I love it. I just love, when someone asks me to talk about God, watch out, it's from in here. It's from in here. Not what we see, we know, we can all quote the great scriptures, but it's got to count in here. Anyway, I was preaching today, but they put me down, and um, we had our son Noah. Pastor Eugene said, tell a story, Robbie. Here he is. We got to hear our son Noah here just for a couple of days away from the, the rugby scene in Canberra. What a blessing it was to spend time with him and what he's achieved. And his sister Ivana and Ethan and Sarah, we just had family time. And thank you, Pastor Wilson, for coming last night. He really enjoyed your time as well. Really appreciate it. But saying that, I was going to preach by myself. We're going to do a joint one. But Sarah turned up on time. So we're still going to do a joint one. Don't worry. We're going to do, we'll do it well. We're still in a joint one, which is prepared. Before we do it, Pastor Ted shared last week, and I shared this with our team this morning. It says in Exodus, when God told Moses, I want you to go free our people, free my Israelites, go confront Pharaoh. Moses went, hell no, I don't want to do that. Then Moses fought again, and he said, God, I'll do it, but let your anointing go before me. So today, let his anointing go before us through this word, not through me, but through the Lord Jesus Christ, his anointing. Can we stand up? Can we stand up, please? Can we stand up? You know I love singing, and I haven't sang for a long time. So let's use this song as an anointing song. Everyone knows this song. and Just don't sing it because you want to sing it, but sing it from here as we share the word. I love you, Lord. And I leave my voice to worship you, oh my soul. Come on, let's declare it. Joy, take joy, my King, in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. One more time. I love you, Lord, and I leave my voice. Come on, declare it, church. To worship you, oh, my soul. Rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear. Let it be, let it be a sweet, sweet sound. Let it be, let it be a sweet, sweet sound. One more time. Let it be a... In your ears. Amen. Have a seat, church. Have a seat. Have a seat. Wow. 
Church, we live in a very cynical time. We live in a me-centric time. In an age when our godly morals are being questioned. Where wrong is now right and right is wrong. Put your hand up if you're a faith believer. Come on, I'll put my hand up. Who's a faith believer? All of us. Put your hand up if you're a faith believer. Come on, put your hand up if you're a faith believer. Well, you are now controversial. What we believe now is being attacked. In saying this, I'm no longer interested in being a quiet Christian. I'm no longer one to apologize for my beliefs. You see on TV, Israel Folau, other things, other aspects, Christians have been told to be quiet. Don't, you can't talk about Jesus here. Don't, in the offices, don't talk about Jesus in the lunchroom, in the classrooms, don't talk about Jesus in the, lunch, in the classrooms. Let me tell you this. I still believe the Bible is the true word of God, that Jesus is the only way to the Father. I further believe he died on the cross for us, that because he loved us all so much, he rose on the third day with all his power in heaven and earth. So every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Come on, come on, amen, come on, come on. I'm tired about apologizing for my passion. As you can see, I'm passionate. It's like on a football field, you know, when you want to tackle someone, pass the ball, kick the ball. That's me when I talk about God. It's not just on Sunday. It's every day, every second. So I'm not, I'm not going to apologize about my passion. But when it comes to Jesus, our society wants us to be muted and reserved. So I can't be quiet about the one who saved me. I can't be quiet for the one that freed me. I can't be silenced by the one who changed me from what I was to the man of God I am today. I will shout up for Jesus, for the God that saved me. Come on, give me an amen. Come on, give me an amen. We have an awesome God. You know, dealing with the men ministry, you know, what a privilege. I get phone calls at 1 in the morning, 2 in the morning. I'm real fantastic when I hear those phone calls. But it just doesn't happen here on a Sunday. You know, people, you know, I talk to a lot of athletes, who, you know, athletes or just normal people who say, we can't speak about God, part of our contract, we'll lose, they won't pay us. You know, we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Isn't it incredible, isn't it amazing that Christian celebrities, athletes, and just normal people like us are not ashamed of Jesus Christ. You know, the gospel is so important. When you look, I look here. When you look at those empty seats next to you, you know someone that should be here. You know someone that should be here. Are we just coming to church just because we want to be fed for Sunday and the rest we go back to old ways? We've got to be set free, church. We've got to be set free. As I said, I'm doing a joint thing with Sarah. So Sarah's got the next part of the thing. But what I really emphasized from that video was we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And speak from your heart, because God knows one day it could be someone really important that at the edge of their life that they need to hear the word. Can we give a big hand for my wife, Sarah, please?
Good morning, Vietnam. I'm sorry, I've just always wanted to say that on a mic, and I thought today's the day I'm saying it. I love that movie. Love that movie. Good morning, Vietnam. Sorry, just it makes me happy. It's like whenever I say good morning, that is what's going on in my head. Good morning, Vietnam. So here we go. And to be honest, I'm really nervous when I get up here. God gave me a word during the week, but I was quite happy for my husband to share it. Um, I find the words that God gives me can be quite controversial, hard-hitting, and a little bit full-on. Um, and to be truthful, if I had my way, I would be a librarian or sitting in the back of a law office tapping away on the computer. But uh, God had different plans. God took me on a journey from working with street kids on the streets of Otara when I was 18 while studying at uni to being a police constable and then a police sergeant in Ōtara, South Auckland, where Once for Warriors was filmed. If you've ever heard of that movie, that's the era I worked in. Uh, Twelve years in the New Zealand Police Service before migrating here and then working in a juvenile prison for the last 15 years and then postgrad degree in migration law. And every step of the way, God has directed my path. And I would not have been able to do any of that without the deep faith and trust that I've had to put my hand in the hand of God and walk on and the support of husband and support of children who have been my greatest cheer squad. So, church, are you ready? Let's talk about real life. Okay. Like you, we live, my husband and I and our children, we live in the real world with all its flaws, sin, the victories and the success, the confusion, the fear and brokenness. So today I want to talk to you about your relationships within the kingdom mindset. That means when your real life that you live tries to reconcile your actual real life with how the Bible states we should live. And if you can agree with me and say that when you live your life, it can be sometimes a constant battle between the Christian world colliding with the real world. And I say colliding with the real world. That we actually have to live in every day, day in and day out, and be that light in it. For Scripture says in Ephesians 6.12, For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I shared something at the women's retreat last year about an incident I was involved in. I was a police sergeant going to a domestic violence situation and trying to lay off the accelerator so I don't get there first. No, no. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, I got there first, and it was just me. And back in those days, all I had was a wooden baton this long and a PR24, which is a baton that long, that long. And I had no body armour. I had my firearm was locked in my car. Um, and all I had was me, my baton, my radio, and my voice. And I walked into this house, and these two huge guys were just going at it. And I thought, holy... And I had no one there with me. And when they saw me, they turned around and saw me because the front door was open. I walked in. And they just stopped doing what they were doing. Dead set. Stopped doing. And I thought, wow. I didn't think I was that powerful. And yeah, they dead set just stopped what they were doing and just stopped what they were doing. 
and I, I, you know, started speaking to them. And then by that time, uh, backup had arrived, and we got them back to the station. And I asked them, "Why did you stop? What? There was only me." And they said, "Because we saw these two huge people next to you, one on each side of you." And um, I didn't see them. They went. I couldn't see them in the naked eye, but they saw them. And that's a true story. And I know that we, not, we don't fight against what is seen. We fight against what the unseen is. And God went, went before me and God protected me. And he's done that on more than one occasion. For we don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight against the principalities, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Within the last two weeks on the news, we have lost a whole family of five in Brisbane. The husband doused his ex-wife and his three children in petrol in the car that he had ambushed and then killed himself. They say he never hit his ex-wife, but these deaths were a result of family violence. It doesn't just limit to physical violence, it extends to emotional, financial manipulation. It is a complete and utter tragedy. How is your relationship with your spouse, your partner, your wife, your husband? Do you love and treat each other with the kingdom in mind? Are there any issues in your marriage that ring alarm bells? Do you change your behaviour because of how your spouse will react in a fearful manner? I am not talking about normal behaviour, like I can push my husband's buttons like nobody else can. You know, I'm the only one that knows how to tick him off like nobody else can. I'm not talking, that's normal, you know. Um, and yes, and we have intense fellowship, like Pastor Judy and Pastor Yunji talk about intense fellowship. We have lots of intense fellowships. And, <laughs> and, our, and our children just say we behave like little kids. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, we have intense fellowships. That's normal. It is normal to have arguments wisely. And if you don't have arguments or disagreements, if one of you is holding back to avoid conflict, I would suggest you get help, something to help you, as a healthy marriage is one that both parties are free to openly discuss their feelings without fear of retaliation or violence. I speak to the young people in the audience today as you're heading into your adulthood, maybe looking at having a boyfriend or girlfriend, choose wisely and always have in the back of your mind that you are valued, you are loved, and that you are precious, boys and girls, and that you should have the freedom to walk with your partner and not have to change yourself to please them and not walk on eggshells. Ezekiel 36.26 says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove you, your heart of stone, and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be people and I will be your God. I will save you from all uncleanness. If you find yourself walking on eggshells around your partner, seek help. It's not normal. If your partner manipulates or sulks when they don't get their own way, to the point of making the other person feel guilty and unable to discuss their feelings, then I would suggest something's amiss. We need to be examples to our children of healthy, godly people. We are the Bible to them, and the Christian walk is personified in us. They need to see us walking it out. Husband, love your wife 
like Christ loves the church. Ephesians 5.25, Husbands, love your wives even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. In this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. After all, no one ever hated their own body, but they are feed and care for their body, just as Christ does the church, for we are all members of his body. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sarah. Moving on to other relationships in your life, your friendships. John 15, 13. Greater love have no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you servants because of the servant does not know his master, his business. Instead, I called you friends. For everything that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appoint you so that you might go and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. And so whatever you ask in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. I love each other. Carry on from Sarah. Are you good friends? Are you there for your friends in need? For their sorrow? Their hard times? Happiness and joy. Remember, as Sarah said, our purpose in life, our purpose in life is to live according to the Bible. Our word here. That is the reason we come to church, is to learn, grow, and most importantly, apply what we've learned to our real-life situations and relationships, to our real-life church, our real lives. In our own quiet time, worship times with the Lord is to build us up, to equip us to handle the trouble that comes our way. John 16.33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But take heart, I love this, I have overcome the world. We all have heard on this pulpit and other pulpits so many times that if we do not spend time in God's Word, be it a Bible app or your hard copy. So when hard times come, or when people come for you for help, you need to be equipped, be ready spiritually with the whole lot of wisdom, with the Bible teaches us only comes from the Lord. Proverbs 2, 6 to 8. Proverbs 2, 6 8. I want you to read this. All wisdom comes from the Lord. So do common sense and understanding. God gives helpful advice to everyone who obeys him and protects all those who live as they should. God sees that justice is done and he watches over everyone 
who was faithful to him. Amen. God sees that justice is done, and he watches over everyone who was faithful to him. Church, I just feel his anointing coming. I'm going to ask for an altar call. If you don't know Jesus, I would like you to come up, and I want to pray with you. This word today is touching to a lot of real personal, real. I don't want you walking out these doors and say, that was a good word, Pastor Rob, Pastor Sarah, and then everything goes back to square one. I really want you to be set free, not because how we pray, but anointed of the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. We're not judging you about your marriage. We're not judging about you, but I want you to be set free. A new day is coming. A new dawn is coming. We can never hide our sins from God. It may be that someone here is struggling with living a double life. You come to, out to church, everyone thinks you've got everything together. Your life's great. But deep down inside, your life's a mess. Someone here may be thinking about leaving their husband or wife, not for unfaithfulness, but you just want to change. You're growing tired of your partner and your daily routine. Someone here may have problems with alcohol, drugs. You say it just loosens you up, but you know you get totally out of control. Maybe you're addicted to something. You say you can stop anytime you want, but the truth of the matter is that there's no way you can stop it unless you have the direct help of God. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Break every chain. You have just listened to a message preached at Church One on the Gold Coast. To find out more about Church One, visit us on the web at churchone.com.au. And be sure to subscribe to these podcasts so you don't miss out on any new messages as they are available.